from page Reish Chavav. We're nearing the end of this small kuntrasati on the back of the Ashatzmacha, applying some of what we've learned to the sugya of Shalom Bayis, the relationship between a husband and wife is a krisas bris that's taking place between a neshama that's malubish beguf and another neshama that's in a guf. And a bris between those two. And unless, unless both of those domains of neshama and guf are approached, are dealt with in a healthy way, in a clear and healthy way, it's impossible for two people to build a Jewish home. A home, but not a real Jewish home. That means that there must be a hakaras and nefesh on the part of each one with himself, as we have been talking about the past few weeks, and what we're going to focus on more now, hakaras and nefesh from one spouse to the other, from one to the other, husband, wife, hakaras and nefesh. So on Reish Kofav, Around, around ten line from the top. In order that a person should be zeichen, that the marriage, that this life of marriage, that it should go in the right way, it should be the way it's supposed to be. He has to invest time, machshava v'alei, thought, emotions, amnas lahavin as ben obas zugai. In order to understand each other, there has to be this investment, ahashka, of time, of machshava, of heart. Havanazun neocheshes, hein mikayach esbeinanus machshavtis im atzmai. The two types of his bonus that must take place to all of his bonus of a person within himself. All that we've been learning about throughout the entire Sefer Das Atzmacha. Atzmacha, as we were talking about last week. If you don't have a musig of who you are, then obviously if you don't know who you are, then your relationship with that person, whatever it was until now, when you were dating or you knew this person, you have many of these situations that are in the more modern neighborhoods we have these you know high school sweethearts they got to know each other when they were 15 16 years old it's getting even younger these days but they knew each other when they were younger and and they uh, continue this relationship and somehow the relationship ends under the chuppah usually it doesn't Usually a person goes through a number of those heartbreaking, immature relationships until they're ready for the serious, immature, heartbreaking relationship of marriage. <laughs> they go through a couple of the preliminary ones. And, and um, those high school sweethearts rarely under the chuppah sometimes. There's Hashem. If they have your Shemayim and a lot of Hadracha and a lot of Kaychas, sometimes it could have a happy ending. But what, what we understand happens in these situations is that you have a relationship that began at a time in life when neither one had a, had a Musag of who he was and who she was. Especially since nowadays, Bechlal, both girls and boys, men and women, take longer to mature than in the past. And especially when we're talking about boys, where it's always been later than earlier. So when you have these situations where two people are going out and they already have committed to each other and they've sworn to each other that they're going to get married, and now we just have to figure out how to do this, and each one of these couples from 
the five towns or Queens or Muncie or Brooklyn sees themselves as Romeo and Juliet and there's some great galactic drama that's unfolding in this relationship even though they have no idea who he is and who she is but they like each other so if they if they work out at some point the sugya of life it could still be successful all of this of course is with the the shaykhad that's ma'av chachamim we're not talking about chachamim of a physical relationship God forbid where people become confused and mixed up, the children, these teenagers, are very, very mixed up. And they feel that they're not. And they're convinced that they know each other like a book, which could be because they don't read for the most part either. So they know each other like a movie, I guess. That's probably true. The difference is that movies are now and here for two, and they never happen, and the lights go on, and... The actors collect $100 million apiece, and uh, that's the end of it. But these dramas are dramas in real life that play out on the stage of life and hurt feelings, break hearts. Neither one knows the other one. They're not in the place. A, a, a A boy who's 19, a boy who's 19, you can't compare that same boy when he's 21, 22, is against an under a mensch. It's a different person. A different person. And from 21 to 23, is also a different person. Again, with a girl, there's more of a maturing, it's earlier. But a girl who's 17, 18, to somebody, a young woman who's 21, 22, is two different people. Two different people. And his blindness within oneself hasn't started. So one Hezbollah is a Hezbollah Atmos, each person himself. To come to a relationship, two mature, thought-out people. Now, thought-out doesn't just mean the way in the world, but it means thought-out. It means the avoider of Das Atzmachel, the avoider of Pneumius. This can take place in marriage. As I said, they can still work things out within the marriage, even though it didn't start off the right way. But it's hard. But of course, it's a work in progress. So one has is has bonus within oneself. An avoid of das atzmachem. Das nafshachem. The second avoid, of course, is to learn to understand the other. To try to understand the other. So his bonus within oneself, takes time. And all that we were learning about these past couple of years in the Sefer, that's as far as oneself. And it would be a big, big mitzvah, as I've said many times, it would be a big mitzvah for somebody to take Das Atzmacha and to be able to write it over in a way that would be appropriate, that would be appropriate for 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds. It would be a very, very big mitzvah to do such a thing. It's going to happen. It's only a question of who's going to be the one that Zaycha to do it. It needs to be done. This Sefer and Das Nafshecha that's now come out in English hasn't come out yet, Moshna Kaidish. That these two swarms should be adapted and prepared for young people would be a huge mitzvah. And it would be a bigger mitzvah to take this and to learn it with young people. Intelligent, mature, even after Bar Mitzvah and Das Mitzvah could learn this Avaida. So that by the time there's talk of Chuppah and Kedushan, that there's a chance that at least, at least each one is in the parasha, not just in the parasha of getting married, but in the parasha of Das Atzmai. How to choose and who to marry and all of these things that the, that the kids are struggling with would make things a lot easier. That's the first Hezbollah. The second Hezbollah is with with the other. Of course, this is not something that takes place before the Chasna in the way that it will take place after the Chasna. Chasna Kala date each other. The dating is not 
an opportunity for that avoider, and it's not appropriate for an intense avoider of that type for many reasons that we're not going to go into and everybody knows and understands. But when they're married, when they're married, this will have to take place. There will have to be a great investment of time, of machshav and leiv. Amanas, lahavin, as ben or bazuga, havanazun necheshes heimekoyach, as boinunus machshav, disam atzmai, creating the avoid with oneself, with oneself, and also trying to understand the other and think of the other. Vahein aidei dusiach im ben or bazuga. And in conversations, an ongoing dialogue between a husband and wife. Pneumius. Not talking about learning together, that's something else. A dialogue between a husband and wife to talk about important things, feelings, emotions, and thoughts. Not just about stuff, but feelings and thoughts. To get to know each other. And it's also not necessary, I mentioned last week, but it's not necessary to discuss how the fact that two people spent time when they were dating, talking to each other and getting to know each other doesn't really mean that they know each other. That's also part of the immaturity of how these young people are convinced that they know each other inside out. And within a short time after they're married, somebody who is inside is told to get out. So that's the inside out that ends up in many of these relationships where they knew each other so well and where the parents were very, very gently and with great fear and trepidation suggesting that perhaps you might think about this a little bit more, maybe you're not ready for this. If the world was just your bar mitzvah a little while ago, and they said, no, we know each other 100%, we're ready. And then the worst thing is they'll say somebody that we were in Israel, one's in the yeshiva, one's in somebody, and the rabbi there said that we should get married or something like that. Because the only ace they have in Israel for Azar and the cave is that they should get married. There's nothing else to do except Tishlak Paras. Other than that, Azar and the cave have to get married. It's a little bit more complicated than that in most situations than you're Azar, she's in the cave. Let's, let's, uh, make, let's make it chasm. It's not working so well in Israel either these days. In the old-fashioned, in the old world, there was such a thing. Nowadays, it's not so posh. Zach and the Chopah. When we read, we hear stories of chasnas. There was a, by one of the tzaddikim where the son got married, and he, and he didn't yet, he wasn't yet putting on a talus, meaning he wasn't yet putting on tefillin. The, the chasna was by the bar mitzvah. We don't have a musik of this, what that means. Such a thing. He started to put on the tiles and tefillin together. The maturity, so, so a person looks at these stories and says, look, look, this, this tzaddik got married when he was 13. I'm already, I'm already 18. I drive a car. Okay, I've, I've crashed seven times. But I'm very responsible. We had one of the boys from the shul. He was begging his parents with the car, with the car, with the license, with the car. And the first time he drove the car, the first time he backed into the garage and broke down the whole garage door and smashed into the car that was in the garage. <laughs> the first time. The first time. And he wanted me to advocate the parents to let him have a car, to let him have a car. And I said, I'm not, I'm not getting involved. There's nothing spiritual about this Indian. I, I'm not getting involved in your Indian with the car and the parents. The first time he had it, Backed into the garage door, knocked over the, it was an expensive automatic thing. Knocked over the whole thing, went into the car, everything. But he's ready to get married, of course, a week later. He was going to pick up his girlfriend, as a matter of fact. Sichas rabbis, tzorach shetizkayamna ben b'nei hazug oides nafshan. Many conversations must take place throughout all the years of marriage. Many conversations must take place between the husband and wife. About the nefesh, about the soul. Rav Shulat says, I'm not talking about discussing emotional problems. That's not, we're not talking about a day ever where there's some problem. Of course there are discussions if there's a problem. I'm not talking about 
problems. Because some people only talk when there's a problem. Otherwise, they don't really have a deep conversation. Only when there's a crisis in the relationship, then they begin to talk. That's not, that's not the way it should be, to wait for a crisis. And only when there's a crisis, then they begin to talk, and then one says, gee, I never knew you were such a chash of a person, or I never knew you were such a chash of a person, and they live happily ever after. That's not, that's not how it, but unfortunately, that's often how it happens, only when there's a crisis. But that's not all chachimah. The chachimah, they should live this way together, talking. Conversations to learn about each other. To understand each other. For each to understand the, other, the other's soul, the other's nefesh. If this does not take place, again, there's no specific shear, how often, how much. It's a seichel. Everybody's different. But one thing is clear. The Zula Zev, this doesn't take place. That in a home where there are no such conversations that are going on, not just when there's a fight, but there's a, an argument, but on a regular basis where there are not Sichais HaNefesh between a husband and wife, when it's quiet and they're, and they're able to just spend some time with each other, In a house where you don't have this, kayomim vikuchim rabim. There's no question that there are going to be many arguments, many misunderstandings. The reason that there are many misunderstandings is because they don't understand each other. That's what misunderstanding is. I thought, you thought, no, 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 I didn't think. And the other one says, no, I also didn't think like that. And then they have to cry and have to... Misunderstandings, they don't understand each other. So they have to learn to understand each other, not when there's a mashber, not when there's a crisis. When it's an emergency, and there have already been words that have been so hurtful that have been thrown back and forth. No. There needs to be a lachadchila, sichas hanefesh. Sichas hanefesh, time. But you have people nowadays, they said, we have to, someone told me, I have this on more than one occasion, but someone was telling me that they make a point of it that every single week they have one night where they go to a restaurant where they spend time with each other. Okay, that's good for business. I don't know how good that is for a sikhas and between two people that the dafka has to take place. The dafka has to take place in a restaurant where there's people sitting around and, and uh, maybe for some people that is type of time. I don't know. I don't know why that has to be related to, to food. It's not an Indian with food. That's a, itself a very deep sugius, that whole Indian with going to restaurants. But a lot of it has to do with being, you know, not wanting to cook, I guess, and things like that, not having to prepare. But on a deeper level, this thing that people have that we could really only talk if, if, there's, if there are two plates and stuff in between, and a bottle of ketchup, and fancy restaurants don't have ketchup, I'm sorry, and the real nice restaurants that don't have ketchup. You have to fend for yourself, you have to bring your own little packets of pines. But people say this, is that really a sikhas hanefesh? Is that time that they're spending with each other? As opposed to taking a walk someplace and going, it's quiet, or when the children are sleeping, to have some time to talk. <clears throat> some people feel that they can't, that the house is too associated with, with a tumult, with lachas. So they have to go someplace outside. Because the house, is, the house has a history of complications. So they have to go outside. Like I, I've told you many times that when my father's idea of eating out was... When I asked about how come all my friends, they go to eat out, my father handed me the plate and he said, go outside. <laughs> you could eat out. If you'd like to eat out. That was how we ate out. There can be a lot of arguments in such a home. Or in the worst situation, that which is ready after all the arguments, is just to be misyayish. Forget it. I've had it with this person. Which could either lead, God forbid, to divorce, or it could lead to going on and living, but the life without any real kesha between the two. To altan shal sichas elu, 
the advantage of having these conversations, I know it seems very, very pushed. What we're talking about is very pushed, and that's exactly the point. But the pshitas, for those who have been learning the entire sefer, the pshitas is a different pshitas. This is not a, a little article about uh, Shalom Bayis. It's, it's the pshitas after learning the sugya of Elokai Neshama. It's that pshitas. But it has to be pushed. There's nothing complicated about it. There are many complicated things written on this subject. It has to be in a way of pshitas. The advantage of Sichas Eila, Eneraka Karis Nefesh Ben Abazugam. It's not just a matter of knowing the other person. One of the most wonderful things of spending good time speaking to the spouse is that by talking the inyanim out, you get to know yourself better. Also, it's very pushed. Even though you had best friends and you spent your time growing up with the guys or the girls with the girls and you really felt that you knew each other, but everybody here knows who's married, that, that the base medrash of Das Atzmacha is marriage. When you find out you find out the most about yourself, a lot of the stuff is a lot of the stuff is good stuff that you find out about yourself. Like I was discussing this morning about certain kaiches that you didn't realize that you have, that you do have. Certain kaiches you never knew that you had, because it could be that growing up with your parents, those were kaiches that you didn't have to tap into. There were other inyan. You find out good things about yourself. And, of course, you'll find out certain things about yourself that are not so devalued. But that's good. That's also good. Because finding out those things is the beginning of Yeshua. And that's part of your own personal Yeshua. And you could then have a Yeshua with the person who you love. Even though it's painful to admit and to acknowledge that you really don't know yourself unless you're in that kind of a relationship. It's very hard. There are people who prefer, one of the reasons that people prefer in the world not to get married is because they don't want to go there. They enjoy the life that they have and they've been successful in their opinion without this union of, of Das Atzmacha, let alone to try to understand somebody else. They don't want to know themselves either. There are people who are constantly throughout their lives avoiding that, avoiding that looking inside. Marriage, a serious, mature marriage, doesn't allow for that. Does not allow for a person to be Miss Allah. You know, one of the things, there's a talk of Abitrab on the Nusakh that we have in the Tanoim. The Tanoim. Before the Chuppah, used to be in the old days, and in some places they still do this before. The Tanoim that are made, that the parents agree to move ahead with a couple and to bring them under the chuppah. Nowadays it's not a big deal because as soon as you finish the time, the mothers break the plate and then they go to the chuppah. So there's no real time element as it used to be in the old days and in some places, by many of the chassidim now as well. But Labar Shabi spoke about the nusach of the tanoim. It's a whole very, very beautiful and deep talk. But stop for a moment and think of some of the words. Nobody's paying so much attention to that and usually gives somebody to read it and no one's thinking they're just writing the same Mazel Tov, right? But the words are very remarkable. Of course, it's a Nusach and Halacha. But the words, Al Yavichu Va'al Yalimu. Al Yavichu Va'yalimu Lo Zumizu Lo Yizamizu Lo Yizamizu Lo Yizumizu means, Halachically, it means that the parents are saying, we're saying here that nobody's hiding anything from the other side. They're not hiding anything. In other words, what? As far as, as far as the agreements that we made, financial agreements that we made between the two families, ayavichu vayalimu. Ayavichu vayalimu, nothing is like the word havrach in Islam is like when somebody's smuggling something, right? It's called havrach. We're not, we're not hiding anything from each other. From the two families. Everything's here in the open. If people knew what they were saying, they wouldn't say it was such so, Ayavichu Vayalimu. The Lubavitch Rebbe said that the, word, the words Yavrichu Vayalimu are very meaningful on a deeper level than the halacha that's taking place. Yavrichu is a lotion of being Boreach, running away. Yeah? 
Yavrich means running away. It's the same letters as the word Bochem. A Bochem, a single person, a guy, a Bochem. Al-Ya'alimu, the word Al-Ya'alimu means not to hide. An Elam, an Elam with an Ayin means a young person, an unmarried person, a single person. The meaning of Al-Ya'vichu Al-Ya'alimu lo'zumizu lo'izemizem lo'izumizu means means that on a deeper level we're asking the chasman kala we're saying kindalach as parents we know that you've hidden from us that's okay you've hidden feelings and thoughts from parents shouldn't do that they don't share everything with their parents and there's and there's something good about that but the parents are saying but we're asking you now as we're getting you ready to go under the chuppah, don't be a bacher, don't be an ilam, it means don't hide from each other. Your life of hiding and smuggling, your life of secrecy should end here. When you go under the chuppah, it should be, no longer should be al you're not a bacher anymore. A bacher is the oisius boreach. It's the oisius also of bocher, to make a choice. Ayavichu vayalimu means share your feelings with each other. Don't keep secrets from each other. The worst thing is when there are secrets that are kept from each other. It's a secret of where a person goes. That's Emel Talking about secrets of, of keeping in your, your feelings, of who you are. Ayavichu vayalimu. That you should rule over your shared inheritance, your shared belongings, the kushta, in a truthful and real and deep way. And the Rebbe goes on to explain the whole Tanaim in Chesidus in this way. Being married means no more havracha, no more ha'alama, no more hiding. No more concealment. No more secret. To be open with each other. And to talk with each other. And not to wait till God forbid there have been 10,000 misunderstandings and hurt feelings and broken hearts and then emergency with the rabbi and emergency with the therapist and what are we going to do to keep this marriage together and there are five kindalach and the kindalach are crying they know something's wrong with mommy and daddy and daddy uh, had to leave for a while and he's coming back and what's going on. Because if you, if you're barchem and ne'alamim, then God forbid the marriage could end in such a way where one is boreach and the other one is ne'alam. That's what it means to grow up. That's what it means to determine the conditions of marriage. The olive base of, of Shalom Bayes is Stop hiding. You could pull that shtick over your parents. Your parents live with it. You could do that with your rabbi. You could do that with your teacher. You could even do it with your best friend. But you can't do it in a marriage. People do that, but it's not, again, it's not a real home. It's not a real Jewish home. And there's a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of aggravation. So one of the things is that by having these conversations, besides getting to know the other person, you get to know yourself. Remember that a bacher and a bachura growing up are not just hiding from their parents. They're not just keeping secrets from their teachers. They're hiding from themselves. They're hiding from themselves. They don't really know themselves. Even if it's not the 17-year-old high school sweetheart relationship, they don't really know themselves. But by talking with a person who you trust and being able to share feelings and thoughts, you get to know each other and you get to know yourself. And it's never too late to begin. It's never too late to begin. It's not only for a newlywed couple. There are people sitting right here in the Vesemitish who know, you know and I know, that this is a process that could begin later in life as well. It doesn't have to only be after the Shabbat be 10 years, 20 years after Shabbat as well. And it's not too late. 
and it changes the whole relationship, and it changes your entire Avedis Hashem also. Because when you have his kashus with your wife, with your husband, then you have, you're able, it's easier to have his kashus with the Bari Arlam. All the Mishom that we have in Tanakh, of the highest relationship between Hashem and Knesset Selz, Chasm and Kala, Shir Shir. Anila Daidi Vidaidi Li. A lot of people write that on their invitations, but it has nothing to do with their lives. Anila Daidi Vidaidi means to give yourself over to the other person. That's how Hashem describes his relationship with us. When he gave us the Torah, Anoichi is the Isis, Ano Nafshik, Savas Yavas, I'm giving you my soul. Hashem came under the Chuppah with us. By Harsinai, he said, I'm giving you myself. And I want you to be in such a way of Al Yavrichu Vayalimu, which the Rabbi Shabbat Yenatsicha talks about, Mayim Harsinai also. Don't hide from me. Hashem says, I'm opening my heart to you. I'm sharing with Knesset Yisrael my deepest secrets, the Torah. And Hashem's sharing with us the secrets of his heart. That's how he came under the chuppah with us. And he's saying to us, I want you to share with me your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, which is the avoid of his bainanus. His bainanus and his bainanus. I want you to share those feelings, those thoughts with me. When a person is able to talk to his spouse in a real way, his davening is a different davening. He's able to speak to Kaddish Baruch Hu also in a real way. He has become a person who is no longer ne'elam. He's not a boreach. But the guy who is always running from himself, he's running from his wife, he's hiding from his kids, he's not the person who he thinks he is, he doesn't have a real relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu either. Even there, he's a boreach. He's still a bacher. He's still a bacher. But the Kaddish Baruch Hu also, he never matured, he never grew up. He's never able to outgrow that immature thing that he had with Hashem when he was growing up, when he was a kid. And he just gets into that Indian of, of being an Orthodox, an officially Orthodox Jew, but without a relationship. It's the same thing. When the Novi says, they turn their backs to me, and Hashem says, I want Ponim Al-Ponim, and, and we come to Shul, we come to this Medrash, and we're not having a real relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and our davening, our brachis, and our mitzvahs, we're not talking to him. It's the whole union of his Baidudus is to be able to talk to Kaddish Baruch. And if you tie it, yeah, but it's a one-sided conversation. He's not talking to me. That means you haven't started doing that, because that's not true. It's not one-sided. For those who are in the sugi of his Baidudus, you know that it's not one-sided. Those who have never tried it, they think that about their marriages also. They always say that. So it's, it's only me. I only try. The other one, she doesn't try. He doesn't try. It's not true. It's the same thing with the Kaddish Baruch. The same way you have people that in their marriages, they just do the things that married people do. Oh, they take care of each other. pay the bills and so on and so forth. So too you have people that they live their entire life of Yiddishkeit, keeping kosher and keeping Shabbos and everything, but there's no kosher. There's no relationship. Because you don't talk to Hashem. Davening is a beautiful thing. And if you talk a davening in such a way, it, it certainly helps. But davening, remember, davening is not your own words. Even though the, even though the words of Tehillim and the words of the Atzik Neskadal have everything in it, but we don't understand, we don't know how. So we have to, especially now, at the end of time, we have to speak our own words. There has to be an outpouring of the soul. And talking to a Kaddish Baruch Hu in, in that real way. In that open and honest way. And by the way, it goes the other way as well. Meaning, that if you're a person that you're working on that relationship with Hashem and being open and honest, that can help you in your marriage as well. You can use that in your marriage as well. If people are not talking to each other, I'm not talking about situations where people shut down because they're afraid to talk. Though our marriages are unfortunately like that also. Look what happened with Achish, look what happened with Haman and Zeresh. Both of them are, are cursed. So I'm not, I'm not saying anything nice about either. Ara Haman and Aru Zeresh, yeah? But it's an interesting thing that happened, the whole Estauslus. So Haman's going about doing this whole thing, trying to carry out the final solution. 
And all of a sudden, when things are going bad, Zeres pipes up and she says, What? Oh, he's a Jew. You're in big trouble. Not for people who found that he's a Jew. She didn't know that until now. So what's going on? All of a sudden, Zeres says, Oh, you're starting up with the, you're starting up with the Jews. Uh, that's not a good idea. He's a Jew. You're going to lose. She had a nice wife. When Haman was started off this whole program, this whole project, so Zara should, should, Zara should text him a message. And said, Haman, dear. Haman, dear. I'm going to let him do that too. Haman, dear. I, uh, could we go out tonight for supper? <laughs> I will go out to the restaurant tonight in Shushan. I go to a fancy restaurant. They had fancy restaurants in Shushan. You can see from the Megillah, they had nice stuff. Go to a fancy restaurant, and Zara should have said, Listen, Hamanel, I gotta tell you something. It's not a good idea. Let's talk about it. This business that you have with the Jews, it could bring to your downfall. It could hurt our children. It could be a lot of problems. How come they didn't go out? And talk it over. After the whole thing, and they're ready with busyness, and everything turned the other way, it's ready even a half of food, and ready poor is atat. Then she says, "I'm Norchai." In the Zeri Yudim, who now she's a shkoyach, I'm a shkoyach, as they're taking him away. You know, in the final scene of the Purim play, Zeresh, shkoyach, shkoyach, your wonderful wife. We had such a deep relationship. You could have told it to me a long time ago. What you thought about it? So her answer would have been, "What am I crazy? Any time in the last 30 years, I tried to say anything real to you, you let me have it. Well, I don't want to hang on one of your trees." He likes to make trees in people's backyards. I don't want to be, I don't want to be one of your people up there. So she knew very well that it's better for me not to open my mouth like a lot of the women. No, I don't have, I, what do you think about that? Everything is fine. My husband's a tzaddik. Everything is great. What about his plans that he wants to, he said he's gonna, he's gonna spend all of your wedding money and everything else that he's gonna do because he wants to invest in, uh, robot earthworms to clean the streets or something. So the wife says, well, whatever he says, whatever he says. And to, and to her girlfriend, she says, what am I doing? He's nuts. If I say anything, if I say a word, then he'll kill me. You know how many people live like this? They don't talk to each other. They can't talk to each other. A lot of the women can't talk to the guys. And you have a lot of men that they can't talk to the wife. Because they have, if you have a wife that's very, very, very uh, emotional, very dramatic, you have men that they try the first one, they, they try to say something, she right away, it's a whole, uh, it's a whole big Indian, And it explodes and she gets all the... Uh, so then he learned over the years that it's talking better not to say anything. We'll have to start. So they shut down. You have marriages where they just shut down. Could be that in the beginning they tried. This one tried, so it's not Kedai. Because every time I say anything, the other one gives me a Mishaberich. This is, uh, if I say something, she already gets all upset and all worked up. And it's like how many times is this that the whole financial thing falls apart in the family. And then the wife says, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? So then the husband says to me, so I, I ask him, so why did you, why did you talk about it? And so all the stuff, like you have every credit company and the credit card's coming after you and, and you have the whole government is coming, you're going around the corner, there's CIA agents standing around everywhere. Why didn't you tell your wife what's going on? So he'll say, invariably, the husband says, I didn't want him to be worried. <laughs> also, as they're taking him off to Otisville. I didn't want him to be worried. I didn't want him to be worried. And you know what? A lot of times you talk to the person, you see he's talking right. Because any time he said something where there was a suffix of a suck of a svek svek of something that could be unpleasant for the wife and the family, she she goes nuts, she goes crazy, and she starts calling her mother and her sisters, and it's a whole big thing. So then you have that the guy learned very early in the game. It's better, you know. I, I love her. I don't want to get a get a whole with her, but I just keep it to myself. And they go and they go through the years with secrets. I'm not even talking about God forbid bad things. Avedis, uh, Khalila. That's something else. I'm not talking Chasho. But secrets. Open, talking, to have time for that. It's not just Ben Arna Chaveira. That's what I'm trying to explain. And I'm not even going to any of the Chazals and any of the Sromakadayshim in this, which is a big Indian. It's just in Seich, it's Pasha, that a person who is able to talk to the other 
is able to, it learns how to talk to the Borei to push it like that. The person who is a Boreach and a Ma'alim who's hiding, who's hiding, he hides from people and he hides from a Kaddish Baruch. That's the Mitzvah. So this helps a person himself understands himself better also. Most people don't have a deep understanding of the nefesh, not other, not in the others, not in themselves. They're missing a great deal in knowing themselves. These conversations between a husband and wife, that's mamish like the Kruvim. And the Kruvim are sitting by the Kredish Kadoshim. A conversation between a husband and wife, even if, it's, even if it's about things that are not the deepest things, but even Dvaram Shamabakah, but things, that, are, things that, are, that they have on their minds and their hearts, it's not a waste of time. It's like the Kruvim by the Kredish Kadoshim. Hashem's Baruch made it in such a way that the Kruvim was a Zohan and a Kevah, was a male and female that were by, that were by the Kedush Kedoshim. It's not Stam that it was there. And they're facing each other because Hashem's Baruch is saying that I want the husband and wife to face each other, to talk to each other. And that's why the voice of Hashem Dafki came down through what? Through the Kruvim. That's when Hashem, Hashem spoke to us in that place where the Zohan and the Kevah spoke to each other. That's when Hashem spoke to us. By the Kruvim, that's what Hashem spoke. Nevuah came into the world through that place of the Kruvim, of the husband and wife, because the Kruvim made the Zoch and the Kever, talking to each other, looking at each other, facing each other, ponim upon That's how the Shekhinah comes into the world. And Hashem is saying to us that if you and your wife, again, not everybody is in this world to be married. And, I, and, and when I say these things, I don't think it shouldn't be hurtful to those who are not yet married or whatever. We're talking here in Pneumius. So, and I know I'm talking to people who are Pneumistic people. This union, of course, can take place also. Not on that same level, but can take place between friends. But the deepest relationship of Doidi Liva Ani Lai is this relationship that we're learning about. And that relationship... Davke is misgal in that way by the Kedush Kedoshim, by the Kruvim. Bakash Baruch was saying, Shechina B'neim doesn't only mean that you have a house that's uh, beautiful like the, the Shechina is in your house. It means that in your lives you'll be able to also speak to me that way. You'll have the Shechina B'neichem means that the Shechina will also be in your relationship. Not just between the two of you. Each one will be able to have a relationship with the Shechina. Hashem made it in such a way. Zoch in the cave. Sichas Eilu ben Bnei Zug b'koychem lazo l'kol echad mehem l'hakiris atzmei. So on the most basic level, these conversations, not again, not when there's a problem, not when there's a fight, not to undo some damage, that's something else. We're talking about l'chadchila. These help a person each one, Lahakir Satsma, to recognize himself, to know himself. Hain mi Koyach Kach, Shatsad Hashani Yav, Eloy Havchanish, Loy Hivchen, Behen Baatsma Yad Atta, because number one, the, the other side, the other side helps you to understand things about yourself that you weren't mocking, you didn't notice, you didn't realize. A person doesn't see himself. You know that, that a coin is not allowed to check his own, his own skin for a nega, right? You don't see your own faults, you don't see your own blemishes. The coin has to have another coin do it. He can't check his own to see whether it's a nega or it's not a nega because you don't see yourself. You can't see yourself. Not only the mumin, but even the mindless you don't see. And what you think is your best, your, 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 your best quality, your biggest mila, might not be. The other one will know what the biggest mila is. 
what your biggest mile is. So that's the first thing. You didn't know yourself until now. You didn't see these things in yourself. Good things and sometimes things are not so good, but you didn't see them in yourself. Because our way of looking at ourselves is very, very, very twisted. It's very twisted how we see ourselves. For many reasons. It's not important to go into now. Everybody knows that. And, and even if it's something that you know about yourself, but when you're talking to a person that you love, and you can be honest, when you go over the Indian and you speak it out, like we say in the yeshivas, you, you speak it out, when you, when you speak it out, so then your malabain is hadvaram, then you clarify the things that even though you knew that, but it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. I just saw, you know, today was Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky's outside. So I just saw that there was one of Rabbi Yaakov's, uh, I think it was one of his Talmudim or an Enikel, somebody said to Rabbi Yaakov that he was, said to, that he was learning in yeshiva without any chavusa. That he was learning at least the first second, but he didn't have a chavusa. A lot of people like to learn better themselves. They can learn better themselves. They don't learn. Some, some people like chavusa, some people like those. So he was saying that he was a young, he was a bacher, I think. He wasn't a, a he was a bacher and he wanted to learn by himself. So, Rabbi Yaakov said to him, then who's going to, like, who's going to tell you that, you that you're wrong? And who's going to... It's a nice thing, you know, you like to have the quiet and you have to work. But it's very hard to be malabain, to clarify and to work the Indian if you're not bouncing it off another person. It's obvious. So who's going to tell you? Who's going to say anything to you? When it comes to your own svaras, your own svaras, you think about the svar, you like the svar, you think about it a little bit more, then you give it. And you give it a haksha. But I had a chavusa. I, haven't, I didn't see him many years. I was lucky to see him two, two years ago. Uh, I was speaking someplace and he came over. We were chavusas. This is one of the sharpest people I ever met in my life. This mamish a razor. And I had him chavusas for two years. I was, I would come out from, I was like, this guy gave me such a run for the money. He was such a sharp guy. And he didn't let me get away with anything. Like I had like a pshat, you know, and I just said, here is my pshat, like I wanted to move on. And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? I said, what's the matter? And then he told me what's the matter. And then we had to work it through and everything to clarify. We have a chavusa. We have a chavusa that, 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 picks up on those things and you clarify the Indian. You, you, you try to work out the, the truth. When you're by yourself, you have a makshav, you say makshav, it sounds good. It's not so hard, we're not so strict with ourselves, you know. And all kinds of things can get in. You know, it's like smuggling arms, you know, through Egypt. It's not very hard, you understand. It's like, uh, it's pretty, it, goes, it goes pretty fast. So, when you have somebody that you could talk to, you be malabinous hadvaram. You work out the Indian. You work out the Indian. You understand it better. It's clearer to you. But that only works if each one is not afraid to talk to the other. That's ayavichalimu. If you feel comfortable talking to the other. If you can't talk to the other, or if you shut yourself down, or if you're closed, and the other is trying and you don't open up, then there's a golas hadibur. Golas hadibur means betrayim. And Mitzrayim is a lot of bad stuff. It usually comes with ten makas. When there's a golas adibu in a, in a home, when the wife is saying, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, he's looking at no epis, tell me something. And he says, how are you? Happy birthday. My birthday was three months ago. I know. You should still be happy. He says, I'm trying to talk to you. What are you saying to things? You have nothing to say? No. I'm not uh, talkative. So she has to allow for a difference between herself and him. That's also an olive base in this Indian, because there's a difference. In the, especially in the Indian of Dibu, there's a big difference. But he has to work hard to overcome, to overcome that handicap. It might have been fine with the guys. He keeps on saying, I never had this problem anywhere. I, I went to yeshiva, I had friends, and they never had kindness against me. And now I'm married, my wife, I, and my wife, she's expecting, I can't. I can't. He has to try hard. And if he needs help, he has to get help. It's okay. She's saying, I want to hear what your thoughts, what your feelings are. He's, he's, nothing. He says it about Torah. She says, I didn't ask you for what, the, what Rashi is thinking. I'm asking you for what you're thinking. I agree with Rashi. 
Huh? I want to hear what you're feeling, what you're thinking. So you have a lot of these guys that they'll say, they'll say like different terrorists that they're saying what they're feeling. But that's not, that's not what she's waiting to hear. She wants to talk to you. So you have to work on that in you. You can't just let it go. It's, it's torturing at first. If someone's waiting to, to, to talk to you and wants you to share your feelings and you don't, it's mamish torturing a person. And you don't know how to, you have to, you have to work on that. It's on some level, it's not going to be the same. But on some level, you can't, you can't say that you love another person and to torture a person year after year. You can't. It's cruel. It's just cruel. A person has to try. And, and she'll appreciate the fact that you're trying, even though it's not going to be the same the way that she can. But she'll appreciate in the relationship. And it will be good for you too, as we're learning. Because you could be one of the biggest barchim and the biggest, you could be a guy that's hiding from yourself your whole life. And there's nobody in the world that you could talk to, really, about these things. Except the two could talk to each other. And that could become mamish like the crew from the Besamikdish. This is the most, this, he said, one of the most wonderful gifts. This is better than any gift that you'll get for the chasna. That you get a, a, a best friend. Not just a best friend. Chasna kala. That's the best present in the world. You have people that they get such a present and they never use the present. They never, I mean, they use, they might take advantage of it. But they never really use the gift that Hashem is giving of what that can do for oneself and what you can do with the other person, of how you can have through that such a hiskashis with each other and hiskashis with the Bariyayla. Ashepomer rabbis, anoshem loinaitim lanatzla. Many people don't take advantage of this wonderful gift that Hashem has created us in such a way of chasen kawa. They don't take advantage of that. If they stand the gushamim that they think they're taking advantage of because of the physical things and because of the enjoyment that they have together, that's not that's not anything. That's only a, that's not that's a klinikite. We're talking about the impenius, what it means to have that. The zayis mikaya chayser havana ad kama nitzra chaodem lahakiras nafsha. And the reason for this is that people are not taking advantage of this is because they simply are, are lacking in this understanding of how much one needs to know his own soul and to understand the soul of the other. If a person is not at all in this inyan of hakaris atzmai, of das nafshecha, das atzmacha, so then he doesn't feel any need for that, and he doesn't feel that he needs that in his relationship with people. And certainly he doesn't feel in his relationship with his wife or their husband. They don't need that. They don't want that. That's not a Jewish home. And it's not how a Jew is supposed to live, even if he's not married. This nefesh ben ruban Most of the most of the problems in shalom bayis neveya loyrak mi ben abas hazug. Most of the problems. In a marriage, begin not with a misunderstanding between the husband and wife. Not understanding yourself. You have misunderstandings that you have with the other. Of course, you have misunderstandings with the other. You don't understand yourself, Kaidim Kol. So, of course, you can have misunderstandings of the person. The other person might know you better than you know yourself, and see you for who you are with your mindless and your chesrayinus, and they're going to be. Most of the problems in Shalom Bayes begin with a lack of knowing oneself. That is the scary thing about the eager beaver high school sweethearts getting married. That's really scary. But no matter how many times you say it, it's always, he's talking about somebody else, not talking about, about me. But that's scary. If people realize this, they will go and speak and seek out Chachmei HaTayre who understand this Indian of the Nefesh. 
Nehem gam chachmei nefesh, particularly those chachamim who are chachmei nefesh of an understanding of the nefesh of the soul. Because he puts there in the brackets, keep in mind where he's coming from, and, and don't get insulted if you're in this profession. And not, God forbid, by psychologists, all different types, who take most of their sheets from the Goyim. Hashem iftach beisam, ipesach beisam, the Hashem yeshesrachik, alpahim amalach aruach, you should stay thousands of amas away from their places. Okay, that's a little bit, that's B'nai Brak over here, that has to be a little bit. In a modified version for, a modified version of that for people like ourselves, one has to be very careful, Pike. One has to be careful. And certainly, Chachmei Nefesh, that are big Elich Eden, that it could be that, I, I, I don't know for a fact, but it could be that Rav Shuaz doesn't really know how many fine, upstanding Yerushalayim um, counselors and therapists there are these days, which the Tzadikim are supporting very much. So it, it, that's, to that degree, Rav Shuaz has lived in a very uh, insulated world. Could be he doesn't know, and, and I'm not speaking on his behalf. But certainly, there's no question that he's right, 1,000%, that the shittas that are shittas that are from the Umas Ha'ilam and things that are tainted with the tumor of the world can be very dangerous when we're talking, when we're talking of Jews getting help. On the other hand, there are some remarkable professionals who have an uncanny ability to facilitate conversations between a husband and wife. Even though they themselves don't have the chachmas and nefesh of Tyra, but they have an unbelievable ability to get people to talk. And then they'll talk with each other and seek out help in the future if they need more help. That, that's not for now. It's not so simple these days in our communities as well. There are many fine Tamir Chachamim in all Jewish communities, but Chachmei HaNefesh, who understand, who have an understanding of this Indian of the Nefesh, that's not so posh. That's not so simple. V'loim demehem lahakiris nafsho. Rabim heim ha'anoshim ha'mashkipeh jvesh chavzayin. Ha'mashkiyim momen rav ha'manaz lumbayd miktsoyi b'meshach shonim. Many people spend a lot of money to learn some trade or some profession or some chachma over the years. Ula ma'atim heim ha'anoshim ha'mashkiyim is oisa ha'shka ha'manaz lumbayd is nafshim. But very few people invest into learning more about themselves, into finding out about themselves. Very few people do that, invest. You have now that there's, there are many, it's much more common these days. For Hassan and Kyle to go, see, to go speak to somebody before they get married. Not just to learn the halachas, but to go to, to, go to a firm person, a professional, and to have before they get married. Talk about certain inyanim. Again, it's a hadrocha, the talented professional, the, the main job of the talented professional is to get these two people to talk, to know each other, and to, and to, and to come to terms with who they are and with themselves. And it's very important. And there are those, myself included, who believe that really that should be required of every chasen and kal. I believe that every chasen and kal these days, I believe that they should all go to speak to somebody. I don't mean just a little bit, how you doing, some life, I mean to have a few meetings together to talk to somebody. Because of the misunderstandings that are bound to happen, because of these problems that we're talking about. Not that that's a guarantee, but at least they get some ha'aris and some ideas, and they, it opens up a certain dialogue that they continue, which Shemir for the hope in a good way. Whoever knows up close, Jews who are The basis of all Ivde Hashem is Hakaris Hanefesh, knowing the soul. Hakaris Hanefesh. All Ivde Hashem. All the Ivdim. Real Ivdim. It's not a matter of how much. All of that is what they learn, that's something, but the beginning is 
Hakaris Nafsham. They mishkiu bekach zman rav koyches nefesh muvim, and they put a lot of koyches and a lot of time into hakaris nefesh. Zayis mishum hakarosam shezulas hakaris adam es nafshay ef shalay livnois chayim pnimi and klal, knowing because they knew full, full well that unless a person does that, it's impossible to build a real true life of chayim pnimiim, an inner life of truth in Avodas Hashem. And in marriage, it's impossible to build a true binyan, a true binyan, not between people and not in oneself, unless it's on the, built on that foundation of Akharis and Nefesh.